The System Save Me podcast shares how business owners navigate their way to success through processes, systems, and routines. Your host, Jordan Gill, is behind the scenes of top business owners who travel the world while earning six and seven figures a year. There's a method to the madness. It's called systems. So let's get down to business. Welcome to episode number 20, where we are covering sales page designs. I'm truly excited to share this interview with you guys, as this is one of my fellow biz besties. If this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a regular, fantastic. Either way, we would love it if you left us a review on iTunes, as we love hearing from our listeners. And if you don't want to miss out on any of the future episodes, be sure to subscribe. Now let's get ready to talk all about sales pages. Hey, y'all. I'm super pumped to share this guest with you today. Melissa is a biz bestie of mine and honestly, a really well-kept secret. So I'm excited to share her with you today. Melissa, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing pretty swell. So let's just go ahead and have you talk a little bit about you and your business. Um, well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for having me. I am absolutely delighted and grateful to be here because I know that you have a big um, roster of people you could have on your podcast. And so, again, I'm glad to be here. But my main gig is creating um, iconic worthy sales pages for p- people's product launches, live events, and um, high-end coaching programs. Love it. Super amazing. And you are one of my awesome people on my roster. So there's that. Um, So let's go ahead and dive in. Um, What system are we going to be talking about? Um, We're going to talk about the system I use to um, basically everything from onboarding a new sales page client to finishing the project. Sweet. So go ahead and describe kind of what your business was before you implemented this like full blown system. So basically, I was sort of just like, I want to preface this by saying that I've grown my business organically without building an email list, just it's only referral based, which is an, a really amazing thing. However, what that meant is I was just like randomly working with people when they would reach out to me um, and giving them things that maybe necessarily I didn't want to offer just based on like what they needed at the time, because it was easy. Um, right. So we would like, we would, you know, we would email back and forth several times to discuss the calls and the project details. And then, you know, sometimes they wouldn't answer all my questions. And I'm, my brain is sort of like Jordan's brain to where we ask a lot of details, but people would like ask, answer one of five questions. So <laughs> then we would get on a call, but then, yeah, so there wasn't any focus or structure to that. And I basically calculated that even with a little bit of structure, it would take me six hours to onboard a new client. Um, So that's, it's just bananas. So I've basically been streamlining this process ever since May and there's still always improvement to be made, but basically that's bananas. So yeah, yeah. six hours to onboard a client <laughs> sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is, but the, I have I have a specific strategic process when I onboard someone because I'm not charging like lower end pricing for right. my services. That's true. So there is like I have like a couple steps they have we go through before we even like make it official, but there's a reason for that which I'll talk about. So anyways, right. yes, totally. And so what finally drove you to put a process in place? Like, was there just like one client that just like drove you crazy and we we're like all right um, I'm over it <laughs> no um what happened was I did I 
I managed a launch earlier this year because I, you know, I have a background in managing like product launches, you know, for multiple six and seven figures or that generate multiple six and seven figures. And right at that time we were moving and I had never moved since I was 19. And I'm pretty sure my mom did all that for me. And then we, yeah. so we moved my family and I had managed a project launch and then two, I did two rush job sales pages mm. right in a row. And basically I was working all the time and I still produce beautiful sales pages, but like my work life balance was like non-existent. Like I actually missed a couple of my kids' baseball games and that's never really happened before. So, I mean, every time, like, yes, I'm using a template, but I'm not like, I didn't highlight the template to say where I needed to be updated. So I basically said, um, this admin work takes me twice as long that it would somebody else because it's just not my strength. So that's what happened. Totally. Got a, got a stay in your zone of genius as I like to say. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and walk us through the steps that you, um, that you took to create the right process for you. So basically the only way that people still could work with me today is through a referral and B is filling out the inquiry form on my website, which was not even around for like the last three years, which I didn't need it. And there's a reason cause I took, but anyway, we're not going to go in that into that today. <laughs> but basically now people fill out an inquiry form on my site. So even if they reach out to me via Facebook Messenger or email or they, they get my name from somebody, I say, okay, go fill out this inquiry form on my website because it shows that they're committed. And I've got a specific questionnaire that they answer telling me their launch date, their goals, how long they've been in business. And um, it also kind of lets me know like if we're going to be a good fit. It gives me a lot of information. Is this their very first launch and they've never launched this product before? Are they organized? Can they answer my questions with details? And they don't have to necessarily be organized or detail oriented, but like, when is your launch date? Who's on your team? And these are specific Mm -hmm. things I need to know to know what role my team and company plays in your creative project because a sales page isn't an easy task. So Mm -hmm. after that, thanks to your advice, actually, I was, you know, I didn't have a lot of clients But so I would just, you know, we would email back and forth to schedule a call time, but that was the next part of the process. I was emailing back and forth and you said, you have a statistic, like people email either seven or 14 times. I don't remember which one you said back and forth. And I was like, well, if I'm going to have three clients a month, that's a bazillion emails. So I'm not doing that. So basically then I send them to an appointment scheduler and then we go through a really specific call um, strategy where I, I, I follow up to get, you know, answers to the questions I have based on the form. And then I go over the project pricing and I really explain how it's going to work and what their role should be in the project. Because some people are very specific with their design and some people just want to be completely hands off. So I I really get to know what their role is. And then we hang up and then I send over a project proposal. So I don't do Mm. any selling on the call because this is such a blue, this is such a big project that to me it's really important that there's clarity on my side and on theirs so that there's no questions once we're halfway through production and mm. then and then it's bad so another thing I do before I work with them um as we're sending the proposal is I ask to review the sales page copy um because I've just because I've worked on a project before where we basically, I realized like the night before we were turning it over to a developer, um, that the copy, the offer wasn't clear. 
Mm-hmm. So that was already a rush project. And then we had to completely change the structure of the sales page because I did not feel good about the quality of how it was going to be because the design was beautiful, but I, I just did not really understand what was being sold. So now yeah. prior to that, I read the sales page copy. So if they Super don't have, smart. if they don't have the sales page copy, then I provide the sales page copy, but I make sure that it's only with my copywriter or my developer because then I can guarantee the quality. If I don't bring yeah. them in and I don't know the copywriter, then most likely we won't. It'll be a very, um, I'd have to pick and choose who we would work with so that I could guarantee, again guarantee the quality. So once I send over oh, the project right. proposal, they review it with a fine tooth comb. They say yes or no. Then I send over a formal contract with all of the details, all of the legal, the project timeline, how the process is going to work, when they're expected to give me feedback. Um, and I give them notice when they have to give me feedback. Then they sign the contract, pay me the first payment, which is I do a 50 down before, 50% down before and 50% um, right before we go live. And then um, from there, we just go on and design like the first part of the page so we can make sure that my design ideas and their vision actually comes to life. Because I feel like if you're going to design a whole entire web page for somebody and don't give them an opportunity to give you feedback, then they're going to be mad. Right. I mean, I've That's honestly crazy. never, I mean, the <laughs> pages I do are so amazing that, I mean, not, and I'm not trying to sound like big headed as a Midwest thing, but like <laughs> I've never had anybody who's, who's, who has ever disliked the design, but maybe they didn't like the color or they didn't like Mm -hmm. the font. They decided they wanted to change the layout. So we always do the first two sections and then we go the second half or, you know, the next part, the next part of the page. And then we do the second half of the page. We proofread the page in the design mode. And then we send it over for final approval. We get it to a developer. We leave the developer alone to let them do their genius work. Then we tweak, tweak, tweak again and make sure it looks good on mobile, desktop, make sure it's responsive. We proofread it again and we back up a copy on my website. We back up a copy on Dropbox or Box.com and then we upload it to their site and it's live. And then I get the last payment. Wow. Wow. So then with all of the tweaking that happens throughout, um, are there like certain milestones so you know like okay it takes us about like four days to do the first section and we expect you know feedback within the next two days and then you know timeline it out that way and that's timelined out based on their deadline like honestly I did a sales page in two weeks to where we did the design in a week and we did the development in about eight days um but in that but yeah, it isn't, it wasn't the same, but we, we made it happen. But again, I, I told you my work-life balance at that time and I've got two kids and they're gone all the time in sports. So right. it just wasn't realistic for me. So typically right. I like to, I like to plan about 24 hours between the time that we speak and I send the proposal. And then we have a day or two where they review the proposal and then I send the contract and then they make the first payment. Sometimes that happens in 48 hours. Sometimes that happens in a week. It just depends on if I talk to them on a Friday or a Tuesday, you know, so yeah. I, that takes probably five days. And then we, mm-hmm. We do a final come over of the copy, whether or not I write it for them. I still bring someone on to edit it and make sure that it's up to par. And then um, prior to that, though, I'm asking for any branding styling guides that they have, any fonts, any images, Mm. any colors. So I get and the FTP information for the website because the last thing you need to do is go log into somebody's website to code their sales page and then the login doesn't work and you've got seven days to do it. So we test all that stuff ahead of time and gather it before. And then basically depending on when their launches, like for example, I would typically give myself about 10 days for the design 
from start to finish. And then within the first 48 hours, they would have the first two sections. And then from there, we just make revisions every day. And I share with them when I need feedback. And I'll, I give them say, hey, it's eight o'clock. I need this back from you by 2, 2 p.m. And then I turn it back around to my designer. And then we, we turn it back around again, mm. based stuff like that. And then for development, I give the developer about a week to 10 days to just get the work done because if I'm bothering them, it's going to distract them. Yeah. And then, <laughs> um, I mean, I have a team member, a person on my team who checks the mobile and checks the responsiveness for me first. And then I do it after that. And then we go through and edit at that time as well once they're done with it. And then we that's how we finalize it. Gotcha. Was that clear? I hope. Yeah. No, that was super, super clear. Yeah. That was helpful. Um, so then we are going to move into the last two questions, which are my favorite. And whoever listens to this, that's their favorite, oddly enough. Um, and so what was your best financial investment in business? My team. Awesome. Which is consists of who? Um, everybody's a, a part-time contractor, but I have a graphic designer. I have two web developers I work with on a project basis and two and a half if you count my husband, because sometimes he has to come in and help me with things. <laughs> he's a half <laughs> Which he loves me for. So he's like a half time. He's like a half or emergency situation type of person. But most of the time I don't like to bother him with it. Yeah. Um, and then I have an assistant who does like my editing and she checks mobile pages for me. Um, and I have another, um, separate um client that she manages for me and then i have um that's it nice now that i think about it. yes but i mean it is a good investment to have a team because yeah. business is not meant to be done alone yeah and i guess i do have a copywriter i forgot about oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i have a couple different copywriters i work with including um i keep begging jordan to do more copy for me <laughs> Uh, she's usually pretty booked up. Oh, yeah, that's uh, my, my secret yeah. thing. That's a secret thing I do. No, we won't talk about it anymore because she doesn't want anybody to know. But I, I, eventually we will work together on, on, on copy. Oh, no. Something. Very cool. So. And then what was your worst financial investment in business? Um, I don't know that I would say that this is a bad investment, but um, between 2012 and 2014, I just bought everybody and their brother's online course. <laughs> Uh, and basically in 2000, it, at the end of 2014, I said enough is enough. I'm going to quit buying courses. Um, but if, if it was produced in 2012 and 2014 and I was on your email list, I'd probably buy your course yeah. or did your coaching program. <laughs> so I just, I, not that those were a bad investment, but it was a bad investment in money and in my time because I didn't go through all of those at once because right. like I, I did like, for example, I did, um, an online program with Rachel Luna right after that. Mm -hmm. I did an online program with Amy Porterfield and then I did Marie Forleo's B-School. And after that, I was just completely spent because those are really heavy courses. So, um, yeah, they are too many courses at once is what I would say. Yeah, I hear you because there's absolutely no way you can go through that many courses at one time. Sometimes you can't even go through one course at a time well, because of all the other stuff you got going on. And to implement it, like I, right. I transitioned my business from working with local people to online and that in itself is a big transition. So, um, yeah. yeah. No, hundred percent. Those were good. Uh, now, where can people find you online? Facebook, Instagram, um, your website, all the good, all the good places. So my website is melissaburkheimer.com and that's B-U-R-K-H-E-I-M-E-R. -E and my design studio website is melissaburkheimerstudio.com. 
Um, I hang out on Instagram a little bit over at just Melissa Berkheimer. That's probably where I share the most. And um, I also have a fan page on Facebook.com, which is Facebook.com backslash Melissa Berkheimer. Easy enough. Well, thank you yes. so much for coming on and, and sharing your onboarding and your whole kind of project workflow with everyone. I think it'll be really helpful um, for people just kind of where potentially they have missing pieces and, and where they can find a better flow um, in, the, in their projects. So. Yeah, there's always time to find a better flow, guys. <laughs> Amen. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been lots of fun. Thanks for listening to System Save Me. If you want to get the links to anything we talked about, go to systemsaveme.com. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you on the next episode.